Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, it could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Wednesday, May 25th. It is SEC baseball week, tournament week, sort of. Um, Rain's kind of had a say in that. But uh, listen, you watched Sonny make a fool of himself. You've seen, you're about to see Arkansas go down. I mean, what inning is that in? It is in the eighth, I believe. Top of the eighth. Uh, Alabama's still up one. So, yeah, Tennessee's not going to play tonight, which, I mean, I think everybody's pretty skeptical of it um, after what did Ole Miss and Vandy. I don't think first pitch came until close to 11.05, 11.10. Slated to start at 11. This, uh, is it A&M in Florida will be coming up, uh, shoot, 10 o'clock at least, right? Eastern. (laughs) I mean, it's it's only – it takes them about 45 minutes to turn the field. Hey, regardless, it is postseason baseball, um, so – it is exciting. I hope the tournament, it looks like tomorrow may be rough, but then the rest of the weekend should be pretty good. So maybe moves to single elimination or something like that, which would, I don't know how they would do that. Would, um, would Auburn be eliminated then? Oh, wait, Auburn's no, already first eliminated. Game. That was the first game. Sorry. Yeah. yeah they played it today. It confused me. So would Arkansas then pro like retroactively be eliminated? I think it would be single elimination for, from that point from that point okay uh that's what i was wondering that's that's kind of stupid um yeah. whatever i i mean eh, it is what it is so yeah uh hey it, it's it's been fun so far it's been stupid so feels right it's uh it, it kind of feels like that the covid year almost where tennessee walked out and didn't get to play i know it's just rain but Ooh. it's bringing back like bad memories of that so here's my thing even more Let's let's get to the regionals. <laughs> I want to win, but I want to win this tournament. I know in the grand scheme of things, it's meaningless. But what I don't understand is the same people who were saying basketball postseason or tournament was uh, meaningless said baseball regular season's meaningless. I don't think you can hold those same thoughts. I think one has to mean something. Well, you have to be. To get in the postseason, you have to be good enough in the regular season. So that makes zero sense. None of, none of, neither of those. I mean, I, sure, the tournament doesn't mean as much, I guess, when you have a regular season, but it, it still matters. It, it still has some meaning. You win a trophy, you get t shirts and a hat. I mean, it has meaning. Um, I want to win it. I want the, I want the shirt. I want the hat. Here's the thing if you win it, then it counts. If you don't win it, it doesn't count. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be reasonable unless someone I don't like wins it. And then, 
then I'll be unreasonable. Yeah. Um, we do get to have a VFL. You've heard us, you've heard him on ESPN, Cody Hahn. He's going to come in here, talk some SEC tournament. Um, we originally, with the schedule change, didn't know if we get this in before, like how that would work with the Tennessee game. Um, or no, we were going to do it right after. That's what it was. So it does kind of work out that we get to do it before now. We get to preview Tennessee's SEC tournament with Cody Hahn. So you're hoping for rain. That's what you're saying. I, you know, a little bit. I wasn't too <laughs> upset. I wasn't too upset since we get to do it this way now. That that makes it fun. Um, and then Lana's going to drop all the names. I know it's a long list. Huge recruiting weekend for Tennessee. So we'll get to that after um, after Cody. And before that, let's – Well, before let, you put me on the spot, there's no way I'm reading all those names. I'll read a bunch to. of them. <laughs> That'll be the whole, sh- whole show. <laughs> I, hey, it is what it is. It is what it, I'll leave when the when the show's over. I'll leave and you can just keep reading the names. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we'll leave you on here for a while, Joe. You're free to go when when that happens too. Landon can close it. It's out. good to have Joe back. Let's let's give him Shout a round out. of applause. Get in. Get back in here, Joe. Shout the out to finals you. being over. Yeah. And, oh, school sucks. They missed him. <laughs> He's back. Oh, like he like he never left. He was just here for postseason. That, yeah. I guess to him, regular season doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I come for the exciting parts. I like it. Fireworks only. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. With the the way Tennessee's in bombs, it literally fireworks only. For sure. There's not been but, a ton of runs in Hoover yet. I think there's only been like 19 before this game. There has been some good games. That, that Auburn yeah, game was, was good. Um, last night, Florida tried to choke it away. Um. And South Carolina just couldn't make them pay for that. What is that third base coach doing? I, I understand it's a hard job, but it's like, dude. Full disclosure, I went to bed before that. I'm, I'm sorry. I was like, I'm out. I, this is. I was. I was gonna stay up to watch Ole Miss Vanderbilt because it's Tennessee's opponent. And then it got around to that, and I was like, nope. I'm. I'm turning off the light, going to bed. The only reason I, I stayed up and watched it, I had money on. Okay, Florida. that makes it. To win that it. makes it more. I watched a little bit of that Florida game. I was watching it when we were on Fortnite. Um, and then right as I got off Fortnite, I pretty much went to bed. So, yeah, that potato Wi-Fi. You <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, who knows? We'll see if it hangs on tonight. It, it, <laughs> thankfully, I have Cody coming on, so you guys can hold court there. Um, don't need me for sure, but yeah, Tennessee gets round four with uh, round four with Vanderbilt. I, I thought it was funny. I was like, well, I mean, we talked about these two teams, Ole Miss or Vanderbilt, and it's like. First of all, I think Tennessee can beat them both. Like, there's no concern there. But, I mean, if you're drawing out the teams you played in SEC, these are probably at the bottom of my list that I'd like to see again. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, it's a tough draw whoever you get. For um, sure. Well, not you know, a <laughs> We'll look at – yeah, maybe maybe not that, but <laughs> who knows? Not I mean, look, sure. at, look at what Kentucky did today. Look at Alabama, how, you know, they're getting hot at the right time. Um. And they're and they're actually they're probably we I think we talked about this before SEC play. We mentioned how Alabama is a team that probably played Tennessee tough the toughest this year. It wasn't it wasn't Vanderbilt and Ole Miss. Yeah, it was probably Alabama or Auburn. Yeah. So I I mean yeah it, I guess when you look at it from that perspective, um, but we do know there's a lot of talent on those two rosters. A lot of talent that t- Tennessee will see bright and early tomorrow morning. Tennessee's got more talent though. Yeah, and you know, even if Vanderbilt beats us twice in this tournament, guess what? We still won the season. So, <laughs> yeah, well, it's three to two. Even if that happens, which it won't happen, but even if it does, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, okay. we still yeah, yeah. we still yeah, win. Serious yeah. wins, so no yeah. big deal. Um, and I, I just don't see Tennessee not 
being a number one overall seed either. I don't see it happening. No, I don't either. Uh, I just think with their with their resume, what they've done in, in conference play, I mean, that's way more impressive than winning an SEC tournament. Yeah, for sure. And, and I do kind of like I do kind of like Tennessee's having to deal with this because uh, then you know if anything happens in postseason, I mean, at least you've had to because it does seem like the seasons you haven't had a ton of. I mean, you don't have a rain delays really in Knoxville anymore. Um, they haven't had to stay up late. They haven't had to wake up early and go play, you know, doubleheaders often. Like it's, I think they've played one, two doubleheaders this year. Yeah, something like that. It's just been the crappiest weather. Yeah, but they haven't had to delay. They haven't had to sit in the locker room. They haven't had to to pitch two innings. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I I do kind of like that, that there is some adversity um, right before postseason starts. Because, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. And especially this Tennessee weather, and you're going to play regionals and super regionals in Knoxville. Um, yep. so it's, it's, I think, you know, a little bit of adversity is good. I hope the SEC tournament can go on as, as scheduled in terms of single elimination to double elimination. Um, that would kind of suck to, for everybody involved, I think, just having to change that format. Um, but I mean, I'm excited, but I mean, I am excited for that Vanderbilt matchup. I do think, and I, I know it's the orange in me, but, but I, I really do think that's not a terrible draw for Tennessee. I, I like, I think they're playing on. Friday. <laughs> yeah, and I think they they pitched their their Saturday guy and and Holton um, last night, so we'll probably see Mikael Vane, which is probably their best pitcher, and um, you know we'll go toe to toe with our aces and see what happens. I, I'm I'm assuming Tennessee pitches Dolander. Um, you know, with him pitching Thursday, I, I would just right. It just makes sense. Um, when he's you know more than likely you pitch Dolander, he's done for the week too. Which yep. is I deal with regionals next week. Yep. You don't want to burn him on Sunday and expect him to pitch on Thursday again. Right. Yeah. Or so regionals. <clears throat> re, sorry, regionals is. Yeah. No Friday, right? No. Yeah, Friday, Friday. Yeah. But still, there's a shorter turnaround time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I like Chase Dolander to probably pitch tomorrow, and you know it's it's going to be a a grind. I'm sure Tim Corbin will. I'm sure Tony Vitello and and Zerk and all this staff will make sure the stickers are on the bats this go around every time they're up. Hey, listen, I'm I'm just I'm not, if if Vanderbilt gets to float conspiracy theories out there, we do too. And, and these people are 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 big J journalists that are doing it, mm-hmm. so we get even more leeway. Make sure Vanderbilt's not allowed anywhere near the Tennessee locker room. I know they have access on their campus. Let's just make sure there's no no keys to to other locker rooms than the one they're supposed to have. Yeah, stop spying on us. Weird. Okay. <laughs> and make sure they don't have any uh, any any box cutters on their way to the, any yeah. locker rooms. We want to make sure all the stickers stay on the bats. Yeah, I can't wait to ask uh, Cody what he thinks about Tim Corbin. Now, I mean, we already know. I just I, we had him on like a week before that the first time, yeah. and yeah. you brought up that story. So that just, it was awesome that that honestly it was awesome that it happened. It would have sucked if we had lost. Right. No, it was it was amazing. I'm not saying that. Obviously, if that happens again, that would just that would be stupid. I expect more fireworks though in this go around with Vanderbilt. Something something else is going to happen. These two programs truly hate each other, which is good. They're in state rivals. Yeah, and I, I think one of the key for Tennessee is, is keeping Enrique Bradfield Jr. off oh God, off the yeah. bases. Uh, I know it's a tough task, but um, find a way because he, he's going to make your life hell. The good I news think- is no one's stolen home on Tennessee yet. 
So. That's true. It, it's funny. There was a um, graphic. He was on first base, and it was like stolen bases, and he had 43, and like Arkansas had 42, Alabama had 41. Like, it was ridiculous. So, yeah. Yeah, please, please keep him off first base. Right. That's a – I don't – I'm not saying he he definitely scores if he gets on base, but he makes it easier on himself to score. Yeah, so let's let's not hand him a, a run. Yep. Agreed. Good. The guy, I mean, he didn't get on base often in the series. I don't know how. And there were a couple of plays. I think Cortland Lawson had a phenomenal play. Him or Ortega to turn a double play on Enrique, that does not happen often with his speed. Mm-hmm. So – that's a good thing. Tennessee's infield is up to the challenge to, to keep him off base, it, you know, and obviously the pitching staff is too. He had two hits in the, yeah. in the series and one was a solo shot. There you go. So Tennessee, I mean, like I said, the pitching staff doesn't have a problem with it. And, uh, the infields, Hey, listen, I mean, I know we're going to talk about some awards. I know this in postseason it was a, of the week, but, uh, Jarrell Ortega getting golden spikes player of the week. Yeah, dude. Joey from Tampa. Easy. Cash it in. Taking full money. credit. <laughs> I, listen, I'm not the one who trained him, but I am the one who trained him. So, no, <laughs> just uh, you heard it on the show. If you if you listen between the lines, yeah. Who do you think you know pitched BP when he was sleeping? <laughs> There's no one else in, in the complex. Exactly. Yeah, it was us. <laughs> I don't think I could pitch BP even with the you know the nets there. I think I'd still be too scared. Uh, I couldn't do it. They'd never throw a good ball in there. Oh, dude, I'll be. Throwing darts in there, just <laughs> I'll be backing out of it. I'll be throwing it like, um, uh, who was it that had that terrible pitcher at the home run derby two or three years ago? Oh, yeah, that was bad. Uh, was I bad. can't remember who it was. It was, it was awful. Wasn't it was, it, was it Alonzo? Pete Alonzo, was it maybe that'd be perfect for just our my hatred of, of Florida. So that would be he played at Florida, uh, right? Am I thinking yeah. of the right guy? Okay. Yeah. yeah. That'd be perfect. I, thought, um, I was like, Met, you hate the Mets? I mean, well, I mean everybody hates the Mets. It's <laughs> right. But yeah. it's not that point. Good point. Yeah, it's uh, no big deal. We got Joey from Tampa. Um, are, I mean, anything else for Vanderbilt we want to talk a little <laughs> bit about? Are you frustrated with this weekend? Or well, Yeah, anything else for Vanderbilt? And then I'll ask you about this week. I keep calling um, this weekend. I mean, not not really. I just think Tennessee needs to to have a good showing from their pitchers this weekend uh, to make me feel like super confident going into regionals. I want to see Chase Burns and Drew Beam look like, you know, the they were at the beginning of the season. Definitely, definitely, and they they've had more rest kind of this back half, and and I think Vitello has alluded to that in in some interviews and and post post game stuff. Like getting them rest is important. Um, they they've been through quite the. I mean tough schedule after you know non-conference once you get into SEC play and they just needed some rest so hopefully that you know that's been enough time and like you said they're they're just back to what they were doing they don't have to do anything more they're they're phenomenal so get back to that yeah and I was today years old when I found out there was two Vandy Whistlers I was well I was yeah I, was, I did say that this morning so yes I was today's years old I was well. only aware it was the the preacher guy oh I thought it was I thought it was just the guy that looked like he was from that pawn store in Detroit. Yeah. That's yeah. Preacher? Oh, I thought the guy that Ben Minch yelled at was Preacher. Oh, was it? Okay. I, I, I just I just I just assume 
the guy with the ponytail was preacher. I don't know. He just looks like a guy that has a nick goes by his nickname. That's fair. That's a that's a fair rebuttal. Um, no, that they're just they're the worst people in the world. The worst. Yeah. No one, no one finds it enjoyable. I see Vandy fans talking about how. Yeah, can you it just online. get on your phone Vandy and tweet? Fan. Like, do you have to? Like, do you have to tweet like this? How about you just tweet on your phone? Yeah, I we've got to stop selling tickets, people. I know they can't. You know, we can't help. Yeah, why is he does, so close? But we gotta, we gotta stop selling tickets. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I loved it. Um, then the prank calls that came from it were great. But I, I mean, are you? There's. I don't know if there's a solution to this problem that we're having. Like a lot of people are frustrated by the lack of fields and stuff, which I kind of get. But I don't like. There's not. There's not a great yeah, solution. Yeah, there's not a lot. Of you. I mean, it's. It's just baseball. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, happens. even then, if you play it on turf field, most of the delays they were waiting on lightning, not rain. Right. It had to do with weather in the area, which implies lightning. So you you couldn't play in Knoxville, and and then even if you found another ballpark in you know in the area to play two games, that's very expensive if you're renting out a big enough ballpark for like it's just not like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a. I don't know what you do about it. Uh, it. It sucks that it happened, and it sucks that like, hey, a lot of these teams have to get ready for for an even bigger tournament. Right. Um. So, like, when you think of like Hoover, you think of this, you know, big ballpark full of people, full of fans, and it, it's kind of just put a damper on things with the weather, and now it's making a maybe a tournament that's looked at as not so important, maybe a little bit less important. If you change the format and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's I mean, that's true with the format. I whatever. I, I just don't think there's much we can do. Um, we may talk a little about a little bit about that later, though. Um, right now, we're going to welcome on a guest, friend of the pod, Cody Hahn. You've heard him on ESPN. You've seen him hit bombs in Lindsey Nelson before. Cody, how you doing tonight, man? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me back on again. Absolutely. Thank you for hopping on. We I know we want to do this kind of close to postseason. Um, I mean, even the weather worked out for us getting to do it for Tennessee played, so perfect. I know this has been crazy and. It's not looking much better going into tomorrow either. So I heard there's a rumor of cutting it down to just a single elimination if it, if it doesn't clear up. Do you, okay, we're cool with that. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, did, did you know if – is that like – is that a contingency plan they've always had in place or is that something they've kind of winged? Like just I, think, up and... I think it's something that they've had in place just because of how – the regional sets up because it'll start the next weekend and they have to have the seating and, and everything set up from there. So, you know, they're, they're more on a time crunch. I guess the, I guess they'll do the announcements what Monday or Sunday night, something yeah. like that. It's kind of like how basketball is. Yeah, they'll, give everybody a chance to, yeah, they'll give them a chance to travel and, and whatnot. So they have to wrap it up. And I mean, like you said, it for Tennessee, the, the conference, this thing's not a huge deal for, but the school's like, Kentucky and Alabama and and those those teams that are like right on the fringe they win three or four games and it's you know they're in for sure. Mm-hmm. I hate I hate to see Alabama not have a postseason beyond this. That would just suck. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, it's, you know, you feel bad for them. Like they're just not very good at like any other sports, like football. You know, if they had <laughs> right. some more success, right. like we'd feel a little different. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, 
What do you think about um, – have you watched the, the SEC tournament so far? Who, who do you, Who's kind of impressed you? You mentioned Kentucky and Alabama, which is nuts because Kentucky probably doesn't even get into the tournament if they don't beat Tennessee in that weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was a huge weekend for them. Um, Texas A&M's hot right now. LSU's coming into the tournament really hot. That would be the two teams that I would watch out for. But, I mean, Tennessee throughout the year has been the best team in the conference, and I don't see that changing. Like, this format sets up really well with them, especially now, like, Tidwell's healthy and stuff. And it's going to be more for them getting that, that schedule, their pitching lined up for going into next weekend. Yeah, that's uh, the depth that Tennessee has, like you said. it. I mean, if they see Vanderbilt, obviously they're just coming off one game. But even you know, assuming it's double elimination, I mean, you're seeing guys, their third-day guys by that point. So it, it, it does play better. And they've got, what would we decide, Landon, six legitimate, four, five legitimate starters for any team in the country on their roster yeah, right pretty now. Much. Yep. So it's, uh, it's a, a just nice to be rich in, in something here. Um, as, as far as Tennessee goes, it – how do you handle this week if you're a coach? Um, obviously, like you said, it doesn't, you don't need it. You're just trying mm-hmm. to, do you throw it out there like it's win or go home and play it like it's postseason? Do you maybe dial back in some certain areas as far as stretching? Like if a Dolander pitches tomorrow, do you, you take him deep or do you have kind of a pitch count on him? So, like again, the depth of arms really helps them. They don't run into the <clears throat> issue that, that some of these other teams will. From what I've heard, like they were going to throw Tidwell tomorrow. Well, he was going to throw today, and now the weather's bumped it back to tomorrow. So I'm assuming that plan still sticks because there's a good chance that he throws that game two of the regional. Dolander's going to throw Friday because he's going to be your Friday guy. I think Tidwell's going to be your Saturday guy, and then they're going to kind of piggyback Berms and Beam and and Joyce on that on that on that Sunday thing. So. For Tennessee, I don't think it's a, there's going to be a huge change in the game plan because all of those guys need work and they need innings. It's just more of getting it lined up and, and figuring out how do you want to pitch going into next weekend as well. And you're talking you're talking about depth a little bit, and uh, Jared Dickey put on his Instagram that he's back. Yeah. Where does he fit in this lineup? Because, I mean, Blake Burke is, is – hitting and playing the best he's played all season. Seth Stevenson's doing the same thing. So where where do you see Jared Dickey in this kind of rotation? Yeah, if he's healthy all the way, like that Jared Dickey, this for him, this is the biggest part of the year. He's this tournament's given him some reps and some at bats. But I mean if he if he feels good and he's good to go, I mean he goes to the top of your order. I mean he was he was that guy for you all year and yeah. when you lost him there was some drop off. It, it was hard to tell, but he does so much. He's just so universal for that team and what all that he can do from setting the table to having pop to being another left-handed bat. And I think if he feels good, he goes right in there. And now, now you get to put a guy like Stevenson or Blake Burke coming off the bench for you, which is also a crucial role, you know, later down the, down the stretch. Oh, it would be it would be hilarious to get Dickey back in this. Just with all, like you said, not a huge drop off. The Tennessee's playing great right now, so to get him back right now, I feel like it would just be nice to throw out against Vanderbilt. <laughs> Put Jared Dickey yeah. in the lineup. <laughs> yeah, if he's healthy, I mean, from everything I heard, it sounded like he was going to be good to go, and he's going to get as many reps as possible. So 
to me, it makes sense. Throw him in there, you know, at the beginning, let him hit. And if it feels good, let's, you know, get it rolling for, for this regional play. And how hard did you laugh the last time we had you on the show um, and we talked about the Tim Corbin checking bats and then the, literally the first inning of, of that Friday night, it, it happened. Man, it was unbelievable, huh? <laughs> you didn't know you could predict the future? <laughs> it, was, it was wild to see that happen. And then I was on the call for the SEC Network that next weekend. So I actually got to go down with Chad Zerker, you know, has been on here before, the Tennessee's director of baseball operations. And we actually got to go through like a mock back check. So I got to see like how it goes, how they use the machine, how the sticker, you know, how all that works. And it, it was pretty crazy timing to think that we had that talk, that happened. And then I went around and did a bat check, like a mock <laughs> bat check the very next week. So I, uh, you, juice, Jimmy, I, you juice the bats. Do what? You, you help juice the bats with, with oh, dessert yeah. down there. <laughs> oh, for sure. We were rubbing a little magic on them. You know? yeah. <laughs> do you, uh, do you, do you, can you predict what's going to – I told Landon, I said, I don't – surely there's not a sticker incident again, but I, I got to expect some fireworks. So do you have a prediction for, for what uh, maybe a Vanderbilt issue is tomorrow? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully not Bradfield. Hopefully it's, hopefully. Yeah, it's, 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 hopefully it's just a good clean game in general. Um, there it's good. There's going to be a lot of tension. Obviously, I think the talking point coming into this is is what we touched on at the beginning was, you know, what does Tennessee have to play for, or you know, what what do they got to do to get ready? Well, if you don't see Vanderbilt in your first game, I don't know what's going to get them more fired up with Absolutely. what all happened throughout the year. So. Hopefully no sticker incident. That that was that was crazy. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if I have anything off the top of my head that, that, <laughs> that could happen because it's kind of unpredictable. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll leave that. We'll leave the the good showmanship up to Tim Corbin and, and see what he can come up with. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if Blake Berg hits one four hundred fifty feet, they're checking that bat. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, you saw it in the. I, I, did y'all watch the Kentucky Auburn game earlier? Mm-hmm. So when Deshara hit when Deshara hit the home run, Kentucky was up one nothing going into like the eighth or whatever, and Deshara hit a home run. When he hit it, you can see on the replay. So as soon as he left the box, the Kentucky uh, catcher picked up the bat, looked at the sticker before he handed it over to see oh if it was gosh. on there. So cause it, like that's you did that's just common knowledge. It's just going to be how everything is now, especially as as these games get more intense because of of the setting everybody's going to be checking that in any big moment or opportunity. And man, that's going to suck if, if that ha- if something like that happens in postseason. So the sticker's well, not marked correctly or something. Well, the system's just not very good. I mean, that's, that's right. kind of the thing. Like, you know, we had the, the, the sticker fell off and then all that, everybody came out and was like, Oh, well, the stickers are tamper proof. And, you know, they're made like license plate stickers and they can't fall off. It's baloney. I mean, like these stickers. <laughs> these stickers look like they come from Walmart. I mean, they're just on a. They're just on a like a just a sheet of of paper, like wax paper, and they just pull off and stick them on. I mean, they can fall off. Like, I think it gets hot, it gets cold, it rains. The pine tar gets sticky one game, and then it hardens up. I mean, the, there's a lot, a lot of things that happen for the right. bat for the stickers to fall off. Like, it doesn't have to be somebody's trying to do something illegal. I mean, they could literally just be in the bag. And then get bumped off in transit, like to and from the stadium. Yeah, and they look like a young off girl's water bottle too. 
the, yeah. by the end of the season if they, yeah. if they were tampering it's for stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's stupid. They're, they're going to have to come up with a better system or we're going to run, keep running into this issue as it goes on. Yeah, it's – and that – I mean, I feel like, especially in postseason, you should just have a party that checks them. They know the bats yeah. are in, in the dugout, in the in the game. I, I get that's probably hard to do during regular season with, with so many teams playing right. across the country. But postseason yeah. should be definitely yeah. more ironed out. Um, I, it's, you brought Sony Deshera's home run up. I did see a celebration, mm-hmm. and then you had it at Mississippi State. You had a guy flex at the UT dugout down 23 yeah. runs, I think. Yeah. And how How – how mild is your uh, home run celebration? If you can even call it that, if you're down 23 runs or if you just tie the ball game up, I know you're trying to get your team going, but, but maybe beating your chest before you get to first base, isn't in the time to do it. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the setting. I mean, I could see it like in the sec tournament, your team's down, you know, you're, you're, you're playing for, you know, a better seating or a chance to get in. It's a big moment. Yeah. If I'm down 23, I'm probably trying to get off the field as quick as I can. You know, that, that was, that was not, I'm sure there was a talking in the dugout or later on that day about how to handle that situation a little better. Good Lord. Yeah. Cause it, I mean, uh, that's the thing is like it, you know, Tennessee kind of plays with an edge. It's not like you need to, they need to be fired up anymore. And then you go and do something like that. Yeah. It's the last game of the weekend, maybe. Maybe just try to get yeah. across yeah. hit one, but you got two more to play, man. Yeah. <laughs> Think exactly. about your teammates. Exactly. For for postseason play, how do you approach the postseason? Do you do you treat it like, you know, it's just an add-on to your regular season, or do you treat it like it's it's a new season, a new beginning? Well, from a college standpoint, I wish I could give you a little better answer. But we never made postseason. <laughs> we, we weren't very good when, when, when I was there. Oh, but man. From, from like high school and, and professionally, you're just kind of at the time of the year where it takes care of itself. Like, you know, Arkansas played today without Dave Van Horn. You know, he's sick. And I think it was Chris Burke on the call. And, I mean, I think he summed it up perfectly. Like, you're at the time of the year now to where, like, your coach not being there is – not a huge deal because the players are, are kind of policing themselves, you know, like they, they have the most feel about what's going on in the game, you know, like if a pitcher's tired, if he's not throwing as good, how their swings feel, how to get mentally prepared. So like earlier on in the year, it's, it's a bigger deal, but right now I don't think there's a huge change in it because you've done so much prep work throughout the year. Like you're, you're, you're you've settled into a routine. Now everybody's going to have nerves you know, so mm-hmm. it's just it's just battling through that first at bat or through that first inning, and then after that, it's it's all the same. Yeah, I think Tony Vitello in his um his interview last night on, on SEC Network kind of alluded to the same thing. Like it's it's the players' team at this point. He's like, I'm here if they need me, but it, it's kind of on them to um you know they they've really taken control of it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. You guys want to do a little role reversal? Yeah, oh, I, yeah let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if these answers will be Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> so, so, SEC Awards came out earlier in the week. Give me your old stance on the co-player of the year with Cruz and Deshera and how you guys feel about Lipscomb being left off the table. Caleb, you want to go first? I, yeah, Landon's going to be heated about it. I, 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 I'll take a little bit of Landon's because I agree with this. I don't, I don't know because there are some stats, you know, a lot of stats to look at. Trey Lipscomb's been good all year long. If you look at it as conference only, maybe, um, you know, it's closer. 
But I also agree. I think I think Landon said this. If you're going to do co-player, Trey Lipscomb's got to be one of them. He can't be left off a co-player. Like, that can't be an option. So, I just don't get it. Um, I'm kind of in the conspiracy camp of Landon, too, of uh, they just didn't want Tennessee to sweep sweep awards, too. Yeah, it's it's just horseshit um, is what it is, <laughs> <laughs> to be frank. Um, I, I, I mean, he's, he's literally been the – like, it's going to look really bad if he wins the National Player of the Year and then doesn't win SEC Player of the Year, and that could happen. Yeah, I think you guys hit the nail on the head. I think there was a little bit of Tennessee fatigue on the ballot, you know, just because mm-hmm. you saw Dolander and you saw Beam win again. And the numbers are really close. Like, you know, like when I first saw it, you know, Dylan Cruz's SEC numbers are incredible. I mean, if you look at him in SEC play only, he had 358, which was fifth. He was first in home runs, second in RBIs, first in slugging. I mean, he was he was up there, you know, and he had a good year overall. He just started out early so I saw that and I was like oh man well this is where you know where Trey may have you know kind of struggled a little bit well then I got looking at the numbers well Trey was fifth in home runs sixth in RBIs he was ninth in slugging he was fourth in runs scored I mean he was kind of sandwiched in between Deshara and Cruz and all of those rankings and numbers in SEC play and then he was better than them and over half of them when you looked overall so now, like going back and looking at it, I I'm kind of scratching my head myself. Is like how did how did this guy get left off the list? Like there's there's not a huge difference or discrepancy in SEC play and regular season play. Yeah, it's like if you're gonna do co, or you, just pick one. If you pick yeah. one, like you you won't hear anything yeah. from me. But you're yeah. gonna do co and just leave Trey Lipscomb off. Yeah. At that point, just give all three of them the SEC players. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel you on that. I, I feel the same way you did. Like, if you're going to give one, and if you look at Cruz's numbers, I, I, I see that because of what he did in conference play. But you also got to sit there and you look at, like, Trey Lipscomb's numbers. Well, he played on the best team in the conference, you yeah. know. So, so, like, is Tennessee as successful as they are without Trey Lipscomb? I mean, I think that's debatable because they have really good pitching and they have, you know, they have good hitting as well. And then it comes down to just like, does LSU, you know, have the year they do without Dylan Cruz? And, you know, I kind of I kind of get into that that mix of it. And, and I think that's what kind of helped Sonny Deshar a little bit, too, because right. his numbers were hurt drastically in some of these set in these stats because the rest of the lineup wasn't overly great around him. So, I mean, it, it was it was tough. You know, it, it was yeah. a tough debate all the way through. But. Like you said, if you if you went with one, it makes sense. If you went co, I think you got to throw all three of them in there. Yeah, absolutely. I just don't. How do you not like look at Trey Lipscomb's story this year about how he's just kind of been behind everybody? How does that not take into effect? Because we all knew Dylan Cruz was good. Yeah, yeah even last year. I mean, he, yeah, he was he a first rounder out of high school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he had a freaking yeah. bomb in the super regional that, I mean, it had to go probably close to five hundred feet. Yeah, um, I mean, it is. I mean, Lipscomb has a great story. Deshara's story is really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know a lot about that, but, you know, he transferred from Sanford because their coach left. He took the job at UAB. But when we when I did the call for them earlier in the year, like doing some research, found out like some crazy stuff. Like you look at this year that he had in, at Auburn, he did so well. Like his career numbers are incredible. Like if you look at him in the NCAA rankings, I mean, he's like top 10 in like, hits on base percentage, like home runs, like so the amount of time he's played, I mean he's his numbers are as good as anybody's through like a four year, five year stretch of college baseball. 
Yeah, if we're going MVP of their team, and there's no doubt Sonny probably yeah. wins that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it probably wins it today if he gets some some help. That was a – Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, I know Kentucky played tough, but – Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was sitting there watching that game, and, you know, you're up one nothing. Well, Deshar can't beat you on first base, right? He can beat you by hitting the ball over the fence. I mean, wh- why I pitched to him in that situation? Uh, like, after he hit it, I was almost hoping that Kentucky got beat just for the way that game was handled. Yeah, for sure. How I, many out? How many outs? Were I didn't. Or, I don't remember when he was up. I think there was one. There was one yeah. or two. Yeah, oh, I think dude. it made ground ball two, easy double play. Yeah, because <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think there was two. I'm pretty sure. So, I mean, you can basically pitch from the windup when he's on first yeah, base. He's not on second. <laughs> I was I was talking to my dad earlier. I was like, it takes six hits for him to score from first base. You know, like <laughs> crazy. I, I hadn't even considered that point, but that is yeah. uh, that, that's that makes that situation yeah. even funnier. Um, <laughs> golly, you made. I, I did want to ask you too about Tennessee's hitting. It's it's obviously been phenomenal this yeah. year, and, and you're a, you're a a hitter yourself, does it make it easier um, to kind of to know how good your pitching staff is? Not that Tennessee's <laughs> wasn't good last year, but and, I mean, even their lineup was good, but it seemed like all, everything almost always came in like the later innings. This year, it can come from anywhere. Um, we'll jump out to Leeds. You saw Friday night, second game of the Mississippi State Series mm-hmm. where you get a late lead. Does it just feel better when you know? Your, your guys are going to do what they need to do on the mound. You can just go play. It doesn't seem as situational. Yeah, it's a huge difference. Um, and like I said, I can touch base from like when I was at Tennessee and looking at this team now. We had good pitchers. Like we had really good arms. We just got into situations where we hit stretches where we just couldn't get people out from time to time. So we we always like offensively we had that feeling in the back of our mind was like man is is eight runs enough like you know is 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 seven I don't know we could get beat you know like it's yeah. definitely a possibility. Well now you go and you have these kind of arms, you you know you're never out of the game. Like even if you go down two or three runs, mm-hmm. you know that your your pitching's gonna keep it close. And as explosive as your offense is, I mean, it kind of frees you up. Now you don't have to, like you said, you don't have to play situational. You don't have to bunt or hit and run or do all the small ball stuff. Like you, you get to to still be aggressive. And this is how this team's played out throughout the year. Like the offense, like the lineup is built really well because all of them can run. They're athletic. They can hit the ball out of the yard. And now you give them the freedom just to go play instead of sitting there going, oh, it's a sixth inning. We don't really have the bullpen for this. Like, you know, we need to try to steal a run here or there just to make sure we've got a three or four run cushion. They don't have to play like that. Right. Does that aggressiveness put Tennessee above just about any team in the country, being allowed to be aggressive in the postseason? I think so. Um, I mean, that's like, you know, guys know how it is. Like when you get this postseason play, you know, outside of football, like, you look at how like Alabama and Georgia and everybody's been dominant. You know it's going to be one of those two every year. Like basketball, basketball's fun, but I mean it's single elimination. Like anything wild can happen. I love the college baseball setup. It's all double elimination. You've got really good teams. You get rewarded for playing well throughout the season. I just I just don't see Tennessee losing in a regional or super regional at Lindsey Nelson. 
Like, I just don't see it. Like, the atmosphere and the arms that they have, we've seen a little bit of, like, fatigue, so to speak, from Beam and Burns. But think they're, they're going to have a good little break. Like, you know, Beam hasn't thrown a whole lot in the last couple of weeks. Think about, like, how amped up they're going to be to throw at home in a regional. Like, I think that fatigue that you felt, it's gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're riding emotion. And I, and I just think that sets up so well for Tennessee because you have the fresh young arms at the beginning, and now they have the experience in the back end of the bullpen to, to close the door. You know, and that's what they didn't have the previous year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you mentioned eight runs. We score eight runs. Hey, that's <laughs> yeah. I feel like yeah. that's automatic. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> just cut the lights out. Yeah. <laughs> Go to bed early. Um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind getting out of. Do they? I mean, I'm assuming this. They still have the run rule on this week, especially. I wouldn't mind maybe ending a couple of these these games early. Yeah, I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure on that one because I, I didn't look that one up. But I would think the way that the weather's going if they can shorten it up as much as possible, because like they have to play these games, you know, right. like it's, it's a money maker for the conference, you know, it's really good publicity as well. And then this is also going to help them get more teams into the tournament. So like they have to get through as many games as they possibly can play. So there may be some shortcuts here and there to, to try to get some more games in. Um, So we're, we're talking about, you, you played DH and, um, mm-hmm. you know, played first base and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Blake Burke, what, what kind of a boost is he? Have you seen out of him? Um, you know, is that just confidence? Is that just you know repetitions? What 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 have you kind of seen from from him? Man, you just I've just seen, you know, a change like physically in the way he swings the bat. So I don't know if that's like him getting stronger. I don't know if this is something the coaching staff has, like, worked on with him. Because, like I said, I got to go over, I got to call some games and watch him hit BP. Early in the year, like, you could see, like, the power. Like, it, it was electric. And, and all the coaching staff and the players were talking about, like, oh, this guy's going to be special. He's going to be special. His swing was a little long at the beginning of the year, like in mm-hmm. the fact that he was, he was trying a little too hard to elevate and, and get the ball, like, in the air. And, you know, I was like, well, he's going to get picked on at some point. You know, like other teams are going to see this. They're going to start pitching him up in the zone. He's going to have to make adjustments. And, man, did he ever do it. You know, like he's he's messed around, man. Everybody's going to start calling him the kid. I mean, have you seen <laughs> oh these videos God. between him and King Griffey Jr.? Like they, they look identical. It's scary. Yeah. yeah. So, like that's that's the biggest change I've seen in him. I mean, he was – Obviously, he was highly talented coming in. I mean, he was recruited by about everybody. And there's just something that is either changed with his body or something that they've worked on with his approach a little bit that's just kind of like boosted him. And I know something. Evan Russell may not be comfortable being the all-time home runs leader here. (laughs) This guy's got two more full years of playing. Uh, I was going to ask you, are are you hoping that that Trey stays at 21? Because you're at 22 right there. No, I, I would be pumped, man. Like, I, it's it's funny, like, going back. Like, somebody sent me something the other day. Like, Luke, Luke Lipsius hit four home runs in four consecutive games. And it was the first time that happened since I did in 2010, which I didn't even know. You know, like, it's crazy. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I looked back on it. I was like, man, it's, it's also kind of sad in, in the fact, too, that 
you know, it's, it's taken Tennessee yeah. that long to kind of get back on the map again. So, yeah. I mean, the, the, the record and, and like seeing, seeing your name pop up is neat because I love the university of Tennessee. It, it's cool to be associated with it, but it's awesome to see these guys have the year they're having and then, and then just running through the record books and multiple things. So, I mean, I, I would love to see him break it because if he does, it means Tennessee played baseball for a very long time this year. Oh, absolutely. Good point. You and you and I was looking up records Monday, I think. I was just looking at the record book. And you've got uh you're tied with Todd Helton and is it Evan Russell that has three home runs in a game? So I mean, that's gonna be yeah, tough to beat. That that one may reign supreme forever. Yeah, there there there's a few of us, former VFL Rusty Enzer, he called the games. Mm-hmm. I know he did it. Uh, he did it once. Uh, Evan Russell did it twice. Todd Helton's done it. Um, there was there was a couple other people. I'd have to go back and look. So yeah, but it it, it was a cool stat. That was that was a fun weekend. Yeah. Um, when I when I did it, I it was against Ohio <laughs> at home, and it was kind of like my my breakout weekend because I was that was my sophomore season, it was my first year at Tennessee, and I was kind of struggling a little bit, and. Uh, I remember like going into that weekend series, we just lost to Austin P I believe. And we had like a team meeting and I remember like telling the guys like, Hey, you know what? We'll just go out and have fun. Like, let's just go out. Let's play baseball. I don't feel like I've been doing that. You know, I feel like we've been putting too much pressure on ourselves to just go out and have at it. And like, I didn't hit batting practice that day. Like I just kind of showed up, hit some in the cage and uh, I just knew, like that first at bat, like I took a good swing, and I was like, "Oh man, like this is, like this is, this is enjoyable." Yeah, like you know, like like the weight of the world kind of like fell off my shoulders, and, and that weekend kind of carried me in through through the rest of the season. So it was a good time. That's uh, I I hope. So you talk. It, how much easier is it to play baseball when that that's the mentality, and is that kind of what you no. have to have when it's the grind of yeah. the season? Yeah, and I, and that's the thing, man. This is why this team's so good. Coach Vitello, like the culture, you know, it's been brought up in so many interviews. It's just – it's unbelievable. I mean, he is such a player's coach. Like he lets them go out and, and lets them have fun, you know, like you see the daddy hat and, and the fur coat and stuff like that. But they, they have nothing to worry about. Like, again, like backing up to when I played, you were afraid like if you made a mistake, you know, like, man, I'm going to get pulled. Like, you know, like, I'm going to get pulled. Something's going to get said to me in my dugout. Like, we 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 played, like, afraid or timid, you know, and, and I think mm-hmm. it kind of reflected in, in how our games were. Like, we, we, we tended to give up runs late because as it got closer and the games got tighter and tighter, we, we all kind of shrunk up a little bit because we had the pressure coming from our dugout of, of like, hey, you make a mistake, like, you're going to hear about it or you're going to get pulled to where, you know, they, they go and they something happens with them, it's totally different. Like, it doesn't seem like they, they miss a beat, you know. It's like, I mean, they go back and they get – they may be a talk, but they get rewarded and they just go on and play. Yeah, And no, that's I've, the way it's got to be. I've kind of observed Tony Vitello, like when somebody just like – I mean, three straight pitches right down the middle. You just mm-hmm. hack at one and maybe watch yeah. the next two or something. Yeah. And like – no, no real exchange. Just Mm-mm. let's go. Like, and yeah. it's it's interesting because I'm sure he can't. Like, as far as he is, he can probably mm-hmm. get onto somebody. But in that moment, his probably his thought process is probably, hey, like if I get after him now, it it could end up playing mm-hmm. just like you described, like timid and 
you know, even mm-hmm. make even more mistakes, kind of build on that. But yeah, it just seems like he's just like, you know, it's cool. But at practice, I'm sure like it, it, it might be a different story. <laughs> it may be. I mean, I really haven't heard, you know, like I've been around and I've asked, I've, I've tried to kind of like poke the bear a little bit on that to see, to see how it is. But from what I've heard, it's a, it's about the same. He's pretty much the, the same guy all the time. Like, you know, he's, he's super intense when it comes to the games and, and with some, some calls occasionally, you know, but, but with his players, like, it seems like it, it's pretty laid back. Cause you hear all this, you get all the same answers from the same guys. And then mm-hmm. you see different interviews, like when those guys go on and do things or they go and talk and all the demeanors the same, like, they're all really well-spoken. Like, you know, the, the moment's never too big for them. Like, you know, the, their play seems flashy, but the way they talk and the way they handle themselves is very humble, you mm-hmm. know? And I think you kind of – I think that just kind of comes from from Coach because he's the same way in the interviews. Like, when we go and talk to him um, before the games or before the conference series, it's a blast. Like, he has stories. He has fun with it. Or some of the other coaches, you know, they, they, they kind of dread it a little bit. I mean, he's up, like, making jokes and, and whatever, and it, it carries over to how his players handle themselves. He actually mentioned in an interview um, that I was on a podcast I was listening to that mm-hmm. they that he doesn't coach during games. That, that's a point yeah. of his. And when they scrimmage, they don't coach them. They just – they let it play out. Yeah. They fix it all in practice. It's nothing – I, I – yeah. I think it's a great approach for the reasons you're yeah. saying. It's a very interesting approach too, especially yeah. at at that level um, mm-hmm. where guys are young, but it's it's obviously yeah. and, you're, and you're playing with guys that can be four years older than you, five years older than you, more experienced. Right. So it's definitely an interesting approach, but it seems to work. And they obviously seem to be able to fix whatever they do in practice, but also things it, it elevates the play of those young guys because they do have to figure yeah. it all out on their own. A lot of for nine innings, you're kind of you just got to, you got to talk to people. You've got to figure out what's happening. Um, no one's going to tell you what to do. So it's interesting. But I think point that you're timid and scared and worried about making mistakes rather than just playing. Yeah. I mean, and, and he's brought the same thing up on multiple like interviews I've been on with him as well. Like COVID has been a good thing for this coaching staff because you got that. I mean, like, you know, Frank Anderson's been around for a really long time and, and he's been a head coach. And I know Tony relies on him a lot, like when it comes to game time decisions, you know, so that so that kind of takes a little bit of pressure off Tony. But you know, like Josh and Josh and Tony are relatively new to, to you know, coaching, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And they have guys like Evan Russell. I mean, Luke Lipsius has been there longer than both of they than both of those guys have been. And he said it like he's like those guys have set the precedent. Like he was like, I don't have to coach because they're already going and doing it. Like I mean, he like Redmond Walsh. He said it over and over again. Like I don't have to do a lot of coaching in practice because they're already doing it for him. Yeah, at this point, Luke Lipsius should get paid because I yeah. think he was an incoming <laughs> freshman when you were a senior. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah, it's crazy. It's unbelievable. Like it's like I said, he's he's the John Fulkerson of, of Tennessee baseball. Like he's like thirty four years old. You know, he's still out there. He's got the the walk with like his yeah. his jog is very old man like yeah. too. Yeah, it's. I mean, it is. It's awesome. I mean, he does. Like, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they don't like calling Papa. You know, like this is kind of what, what it feels like, right? I think Jarrell Ortega. He was on our show, and he. I think he said that they call him something like he meant, that. He mentioned yeah. some kind of old man nickname. I just can't yeah. can't remember. Yeah. Uh, he said they pointed out how old the jog looks. Um, 
Yeah, so I'm glad George they've noticed. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, he's super smart, too. You know, it's been brought up a few times. He's an aerospace engineer, and he's already graduated. So, like, you look at him, and everybody's like, oh, man, he's like, he's kind of funny. He's kind of goofy, like, in some of the things he does. But, obviously, he's, he's very heady. He's very, like, he's book smart. And from what I've seen, he's game smart as well. So, it, it's, it's really nice to have a guy like that. Uh, you well, you mentioned interviews with with Tony specifically. Are, you need to lobby for the the in game interviews. They crack me up for a number of reasons. I just love. I, you always get some of the best reactions out of guys like Saban um, when you get yeah. like a halftime interview or a pre kickoff interview right there on the sidelines, and then Tony delivers the Mike Honcho in the middle of the right. Vanderbilt game. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to need you to lobby for those on the on the. <laughs> ESPN plus app next year. So we can get some more moments like that. I think they're <laughs> funny, but I need moments too. <laughs> yeah. They, so most of the time, so Friday is usually the coaches and most of the time, like when that happens, that's on sec TV. Yeah. And then on the, when we get onto the, the stream or the, or the plus the Saturday will be the players. So I got to do a couple of, them, okay. you know, so that was fun. Like I, uh, I got to interview uh, Chase Dolander just after he pitched and that was the weekend before Alabama, right? And so that's when he took the line drive off of his elbow. So, yeah, so I was there and I went back. I, so I went back and I saw Jeff Wood, you know, Woody, who's our trainer, and, and Dolander's in there. And he's, like, working on his arm. I'm like, man, like, I was like, are you feeling all right? Are you good? And he's like, he's like, yeah. Like, he was like, I mean, it, it hurts, obviously, but it, it feels better than what I thought it was. And I was like, hey, I'm. I'm Cody Hahn, you know, I was like, I've called some of the games. And he was like, were you the guy that interviewed me the other week? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, no way, bro. That was like the coolest thing ever. Like, it was, it was like hilarious. It was so funny, you know, like just to, just to kind of see like the overlap and, and the feel for it all. So. That's awesome. I do want to ask you, cause you know, you're, you've taught people how to hit and you're a pretty good hitter yourself. Who do you think is the most dangerous hitter in this Tennessee lineup? Oh, man. Um, I'll gosh, give you a few seconds. There, there's quite a bit. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I, I, like, I go through, like, it, it's Trey, Trey Lipscomb's the best hitter in my book. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he just – his approach, the power. Um, I mean, he and, – and he can hit for average. I mean, he's the most dangerous um, to me because he's so well-rounded. You know, Jordan Beck gets a lot of talk, and I mean, and he should. I mean, the way he's built, the way he hits the ball, and same thing. Tony touched base on this before, too. Like, I feel like Jordan Beck's best days are ahead of him. You know, like, they're getting Beck where he's still a little raw right now, like, or you still call him a project a little bit, so to speak. Like, I could see three three or four years now, like, hitting with a wood bat you know, facing quality pitching, like he's going to, he's just going to become better and better because the game's going to force him to do it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would say Lipscomb, Lipscomb, I think is, is overall the most dangerous, um, you know, Beck kind of has the wow factor, right? Like he can change the game with one swing, but I mean, Jared Dickey is so pivotal to this team. Like, cause that was the thing is like just what he does at the top of the order, man, it, it's hard to replace. Yeah, like so that. That would be the three that I would go to, and that's and it just that goes to speak. I mean, Drew Gilbert won the batting title for SEC, and I didn't even mention him <laughs> in the top three. So it's just this lineup is. I mean, I don't even have words to describe it because it really hasn't been seen in college baseball. 
I mean, you look at the numbers and the way they've hit the home runs. I mean, their average and everything else they've done is, I mean, it's one of the, just a handful of teams in college baseball can even compare to it. Right. Yeah, I was, I, I kind of maybe would go Drew Gilbert. You know, obviously mm-hmm. Trey Lipscomb's hit 21 bombs, but yeah. Drew Gilbert hasn't had the bombs to, to kind of, yeah. like you said, the wow factor, but mm-hmm. the quietest leading the yeah. league in batting average. Ever. Yeah. No, <laughs> I know. Like, surrounded with dudes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does. But it was crazy. Like, I remember hearing that, that he passed a Shar on the last day, and I was like, man, he like he really did have, like, that kind of season. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. you said, it's, it's the quietest, like, 385 I've seen, you know. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's unbelievable. <laughs> so, yeah, speaking of their numbers, that's what I, I just – I ran into one the other day. Did you guys see this? Tennessee hit 137 home runs in regular regular season play. They only gave up 133 earned runs on the season. I, I would love that. I would love to see if that's ever happened in college baseball before. Good. They hit more home runs than they gave up earned runs on the year. Oh my god! I bet that was it. LSU 178 in in the 90s. I bet they didn't even. I mean, give yeah. Up I mean. That. Yeah, I mean that, that that would be the one that that kind of stuck out to me when I saw that too. Is like they would probably be in that conversation, but I don't know about the other ones. Like I just saw that, I was like, wow, that is unbelievable. They almost hit. They hit 132 doubles, so they were one away from from hitting the same amount of doubles as they did that. That's just. I love how good this team is. <laughs> that well, and I, I do have an, another SEC award question mm-hmm. for you. And I think it's because the pitching staff is just that good. Mm-hmm. Chase Dolander, I mean, did is that who you would have selected at the end of the season to be your your guy? I mean, there, there's been a ton of guys <laughs> from Tennessee's yeah. roster. It just kind of – it surprised me a little bit. When I thought of it, not so much. But it, yeah, right that. So I did the same thing. Like I went back and, and looked at some of this before, before I got on here. And I was like, did he really have that good of a year? Like, you know, like going and watching him pitch – he was the most impressive to me. Like, you know, like, 100%. I mean, you know, as long as he's not hurt first rounder, early first rounder next year, you know, for sure. But yeah, I mean, he finished eight and on the year, which was second overall in conference. He had the lowest earned on average. He had at two, 2.30. He had the lowest average against, they only hit 158 against him and he was second in the league in strikeouts. He had 90 strikeouts in 60 innings. So yeah, I mean, he, he was first or second in like, seven or eight categories. So it was him. The thing that was crazy about this, Dolander, Burns, and Bean finished one, two, and three in ERA. If Tidwell had pitched the 75-inning requirement or whatever, or 60-inning requirement, whatever it was, Tidwell would have finished third. So they, Tennessee's starting rotation would have been one, two, three, and four in ERA. Cool. That's amazing. That yeah. it doesn't shock me. Like it's crazy to hear, but doesn't they've they've all been just Seacrest has to be up there too, right? Yeah, I don't know. Hey, when I looked at it earlier, it, it didn't pop up there. That's I just noticed them at one, two, three, and four. I could probably look it up real quick. But that was that was that was who popped up on the on the beginning part of it. But yeah, yeah it was a low one as well. Yeah, it was crazy. It just I guess it depends on if he met the the innings requirement. So, gotcha. Yeah, and Dolander missed two weekends, pretty much. Yeah, right? yeah. So he was kind of like right on the verge of making it as well. It said 
let's see, I'm trying to look and see what they made the requirement be. It said hitting, you had to play in 75% of the games to meet the hitting requirement. It said the pitching, you had to pitch in, or no, that's still hitting. Hit, pitting, pitching minimum, it was games to innings pitched. So I don't really know. I don't know. It doesn't really give a a layout for the number of innings. So yeah. So <laughs> keep it keep it vague. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So. That I, I'm excited for this this team this postseason. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll have to. The the, the number one seed gets to play at 10:30. Shout yeah. out to the weather. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, so some some good news for it, right? Like I feel like the last like three or four games I called. Like, we, we kind of jinxed Tennessee a little bit about showing, like, you know, the number one overall team hasn't won the World Series since, like, Miami and all that stuff. So, here's some, some good ones. Tennessee is the number one seed, and the last two one seeds, which was Vandy at 19 and Arkansas 21, won the SEC tournament. So, hopefully, okay. we're going we're to change it the other way. Yeah. And then the only other thing I saw that was pretty crazy, too, so this is Tennessee's 18th appearance in the SEC tournament. It is the third lowest amount of times or the third lowest amount of time any SEC team has gone to the tournament. You know who the two schools are below Tennessee? Yeah, and Missouri. Yep, Texas A&M and Missouri. Yeah. And one so of those teams has won it. Yeah. Was that is that not unbelievable though? Just think, I mean, Kentucky's been there more um, I mean, everybody of the original conference has been there since, you know, 94, 95, except for Tennessee. Gosh, so, that's pretty sad. Yeah, yeah it's, cra- it's crazy. It jumped off, like, I think, uh, what was it, LSU had been like 42 times, and so had like Florida, and then Tennessee has been there a lowly 18. Well, it's like people are like, oh, y'all are new to being fans of college baseball. I'm like, that's not really true. We just didn't have anything yeah. to brag about until now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the football and baseball, man, they kind of overlap. You know, football and baseball was, was good at the same time. You know, they kind of had spurts where Tennessee was really good in the 90s in both sports, and then they had spurts in the early 2000s, and then it, they both kind of tailed off for a little bit. So. Yeah. It's not that we haven't been good. It's just we, we took a little 20-year snooze to kind of right. pick it back up again. <laughs> right. It takes time sometimes. you gotta, you got to work through it. Well, listen, if we have to give up 20, 20 years of it to get Tony Vitello, <laughs> I, at this point I'll say take it. Yeah, for sure. So, it looks good. Yeah, so. without a doubt. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, that, that hire looks incredible now, doesn't it? There's, right. there's a lot of schools that are they're kicking themselves that, that they ended up passing on him. So. Oh, John Curry, he did one thing right. Hey, he did, man. He, he hit the nail on the head with that one, that's for sure. You'd love to see it. Um, well, Cody, anything else that you want to drop out before the postseason begins? And and you are welcome on any time, just for a one-liner if you want. You tell us, <laughs> yeah. we're at your, at your beck and call. So. Yeah, no, that sounds good. Um, no, man, we touched base on it. Like I said, I'm looking forward to it. I think that, like I said, the tournament play lines out really well for them because – of how their pitching is going to work. There's not going to be an adjustment. They're going to pretty much follow suit because it's going to lead them into the original. And then hopefully, like I said, we get to get on and we get to talk a little bit of maybe, you know, regional, super regional. And maybe I can jump on when we go to the World Series here at some point. Yeah, well, probably the next time we play Vanderbilt, we'll have you on right before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing pretty good with that one. So yeah. I'll, you know, hopefully have the same result. So. Right. There you go. I like that. 
Well, uh, we appreciate you hopping on, Cody. Um, like I said, welcome anytime. We'll, we'll we'll do the next one live in Omaha. How about how about that? <laughs> hey, that sounds great. We'll yeah. make it happen. Sounds good, man. I appreciate well, it, Cody. Have a good night. We'll see you. Go balls. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, let you later. See you. Shout out to to VFL Cody Hahn for hopping on. We always appreciate his time. Get to hear him on ESPN some some next year. Um, since he's all networked out, you'll hear him again. I think those think they'll make sure Tennessee's on TV the rest of the way. I got to see him in the MVP room the other day. So okay. getting the getting the MVP rod over there. I like. Yeah, it. he's a. I guess Zerg got him in. I don't know. It's, there you go. It's a, it's a hard club to get in. So <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> I snuck in one time. Um, <laughs> they don't let me in uh, if they if they get a say in it. So I had to had to make my own way in. I think um, Chris Zerker. I think he sneaks in every time. <laughs> I'll have to follow him in then. <laughs> they won't ask questions if I if I if I walk in with him. Right. Um, I, and we kind of hit on those postseason awards real quick. Do you want to read those off though? Um, I think we talked about them all except Tony Vitello's. Yeah, so Tony Vitello gets coach of the year. Chase Dolander gets uh, pitcher of the year. Um, Drew Bean gets freshman of the year. And then uh, I'm going Trey Lipscomb gets <laughs> player of the year. Uh, it's my awards, and I'm sticking to it. LSU is going to drop their game. Oh, they and are. Sonny Dish is already done with the – So they, I mean, they're not even playing in the SEC tournament now. So yeah, it shouldn't <laughs> shouldn't Could, count. Couldn't be us. I, I really, I mean, I, I don't, I don't get it. I'm not going to waste a ton on it. But so did LSU lose? No, no. I was just saying they are going to, like, oh, not okay. that they have. Oh, okay, they okay, gotcha. I was about to say, are they finish off the? It's um, an a.m. right coming up. Is, is, that, a time is that like the late game? I don't know. That's the game that ended up in Tennessee spot because of the weather delay this morning, I believe. Gotcha. Arkansas did end up losing. We had Cody on when that game ended, so I didn't didn't interrupt. He probably would have enjoyed that too, though. I should have. Um, I don't see a time for this this next did game. Ar- did Arkansas lose? Is that Arkansas over? did lose four to three, so they are in the losers bracket. Hate to see it. ETSU lost today. I hate to see that. I don't I don't see a time for this this next game. I'm gonna guess that game ended probably about eight forty. I think it's a 45-minute turnaround, so that should be coming up here soon. Should be. Um, anything else for, for kind of this Hoover week or ready to get to? That's kind of all I got, man. I'm excited to get to postseason baseball. I'm excited to be back in Lindsey Nelson for regionals. Uh, I know I'm kind of looking ahead, but with the weather, I mean, who even knows if this thing's going to actually take place? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I haven't looked at the weather tomorrow. I've heard people say it's not promising. Um, oh, it's supposed to rain all day. Okay, so that game may be moved to Friday. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I'm I'm not for the the SEC tournament, you know, making us a little tired for regionals. I'm I'm not for that. We've been playing on Sunday, anyways. I mean, yeah, uh, that's that's good. So I'm uh, I'm meant to see if Cody Hahn has any of these left over. These. Upper deck. I, I meant to. I meant to tweet back at you and say, like, I need that sign card. That sign card. Yeah, right? that, that, that upper one. deck. Where, where can we get one of those? That's what I want. Uh, hey, that rookie card, man. Right. The A and M Florida game's already been postponed. So Tennessee's game has already been postponed tomorrow. Oh my god. Why are they? I mean, just what are we doing, guys? Just. It's a good thing I work from home. Okay. 
I love that people are saying move the game out of Hoover like it can't rain in other cities. <laughs> yeah, where are they going to move it to? And like you, like what sucks is the people who bought tickets and hotel rooms and stuff. It sucks for them, but you do kind of, like if you buy if I buy tickets to you know a Chicago Cubs game on opening day like I want to next year, I've got to if it gets rained out, it gets rained out. Like it's a game, it happens. Yeah. So it does suck, but it's also not a, you kind of you can come in for that Tennessee LSU game and seventeen should have gotten canceled. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it just happens. It's kind of what you do when you accept a. It's like going to Florida in, in July or August. Like you know, you're probably going to evacuate for a hurricane, so just expect it. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, huge weekend on Rocky Top, not with baseball. Yeah. You, um, you ready to read this off? I'll. Am I, yeah. I good to go? <laughs> There's no way I'm reading all these. Oh come um, on. But but Tennessee will have, have you know a couple five stars in there. Um, Nico will be back in town. Yeah, five-star um, offensive tackle from IMG, Francis Malgio. I'm, I don't know if that's right. I trust all your pronunciations. Um, Shadavian Bradley will be back in town, um, edge rusher. Uh, defensive lineman Vic Burley will, will be back in town. I think that's a big one that Tennessee wants to get back in. I think Clemson is kind of, you know, trending there. So, want to get him back on campus. I, he will be here for an official visit as well. Um, Chattanooga Baylor offensive lineman Bryson Sanders, um, Lucas Simmons will, will be on his official visit, and offensive lineman Ian Reed will also. So four guys getting their official visits, and then you have some some five stars. You have a bunch of commits that's going to be back: Jack Luttrell, Ethan Davis. I, I mentioned uh, Nico, Nate Spillman. You have a lot of 2024s. Edwin Spillman, the brother of Nate Spillman, will be back. He's you know four-star linebacker for that 2024 class. Um, Jeremiah T. Lander, a four-star, um, four-star linebacker, and then DB John Slaughter. I mean, just a ton of names. Caleb Herring will be back. Um, Rico Walker, Hunter Osborne is a guy that Tennessee is. Um, Trending with Christian Conyers will be back in town. So just a Dakari Nelson, just a ton of names, ton of names. Um, you, you pretty much say a um, position and Tennessee's got one of those guys on campus. It's good to have all these guys on the, on campus on the same weekend too. That's, yeah. that's big for, for recruiting. Obviously just getting them here is big. Same weekend, even better, even better. Yeah. Uh, we'll, Tommy- we'll see kind of what happens, but um you know, maybe you land a couple recruits out of out of this, get them locked in, or maybe it, it sets you up because a lot of these guys are coming in unofficially, where you can you know really get to know these players. They get a feel for the campus. They want to take an official visit later on, and you know you kind of open the door to potentially get a commit out of it. So, right, um, yeah, that's. Hopefully, I mean, like we've mentioned it, this is big so far for Tennessee, but got to get ball rolling more, and then you got to do stuff in the season. So, yep. It's um, still a lot to do. Joe, are you ready for football season, or are you ready for po- postseason baseball? Which one are you more excited for? Well, my bet hits for postseason baseball is a different story. But... <laughs> Are you willing to? I'm just saying. You, you got a cash out already? 
I will not say the bet because I am notoriously awful at jinxing bets, and I, I'm not I'm not a uh, superstitious guy. But you're a little stitious. Yeah, it's. I, I doubled down earlier in the season, and okay, I'm not even gonna say what the bet is. Not, I mean, I'm assuming you guys would know what the bet would be, but. I, I respect that decision. I'm gonna. I think is it I a bet where I'm not gonna the, say it. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna act like I don't know. So I'm just. I'm are they are they a little sure. nervous? Are they giving you a cash out option? That that's. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. And I thought and I thought about it, but no, we're ready. <laughs> a little nervous. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm amped up for football season uh, too. Obviously. That's fair. Absolutely. Even even a Thursday start. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Man, are we still <laughs> Probably not. Let's do it. Why not? Do it. If Joe will Probably come by, I'll I'll tell you. I'm there. <laughs> I'll show up with a that's, massive crowd. That's some peer pressure out there. I like it. That's how we get. That's how we get everybody involved. <laughs> that's, that's exactly the way to do it. I'm a fan. Oh, I hope. Uh, I hope baseball lasts a little bit longer. I hope we're not talking about. Talking about football too much. Yeah. We get at least one more weekend, guaranteed. Yeah. Oh, boys, do we have any stupidities? Do we have any questions? Oh, dude, I do. Okay. Let's, yeah, I, I, let's get into that. Drop the questions. Javon Kinlaw. Did y'all see this interview that he had with a reporter? Javon Kinlaw. Where's he at? He was he, with the 49ers. He was okay. South Carolina uh, defensive lineman. Okay, yeah. Um, so this reporter, I don't know if they've had words before, but apparently this guy like covers San Francisco and like do, like talk like analyzes the football play, football team and stuff like that. Well, uh, apparently he was doing this live video, and Javon Kinlaw was like, "Drop the link, and I'll hop in." He's like, all right. So then Javon Kinlaw just gets in here and just rips this man and just keeps – he probably said 45 times, I'm not the one. Um, Javon or, Kinlaw said that? Yeah, respect my name. And then he went on to say, like, my balls are bigger than yours. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> okay, weird flex, but all right. I wish somebody had been like, prove it. Just to see see what happens. You got got to drop that one in there. But, I mean, the guy just looked like a complete idiot. I I don't – that sounds – I need to watch this because that sounds – I assume there's a video of it? Yeah, it's a live video. Sounds like great publicity. I need to go watch that. (laughs) Yeah, it's – I'm not the one. I'm not – don't play with me. Respect my name. Like, he – he just kept saying that stuff like over and over and over again. The guy's like, That's a, he "Okay, just you to respect his name." <laughs> he's like, oh, "Oh, like I'm." Uh, he's like, "It's my job to talk about the team." Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, his, so was he not even saying anything bad about him though? Was he just just talking about him? See, I, I think this had to do with something previously. Oh, okay. Because apparently Javon Kinlaw came up to him while he was at like a media session, and just like walked up to him. And so and, uh, then this guy thought it was a good idea to give him a link to his Zoom. <laughs> he just dropped the the link in the chat, and 
He's like, oh. there's no, he's like, there's no way it's him. Oh, he let it was a random him. guy on that he, he didn't or realize it was they're him. They're like, they're That's like, amazing. Okay, they're like, Javon Kinlaw wants the link, and he's like, I'll drop it in the chat. And he was like, he's like, this, there's no way it's him. And he clicked it, and it's him. <laughs> That's even dumber. How does what? <laughs> do you remember? You when just, we ac- do you remember when I accidentally left that link public? For oh my god! <laughs> what if that had happened? We gotta as soon as this show's over, we gotta tell Joe exactly about that. <laughs> that was the awful. funny part is you're giving me crap about being in the bathroom. That continued on for too long because I was in the bathroom. <laughs> Dude, I was just awesome. sitting there crying. That's awesome. Um, I'll, I'll give my stupidity real quick. It's American Airlines. Like I get it, it, it costs money, but eight hundred dollars for a one way or a um nonstop from Knoxville to Baton Rouge. One flight that leaves at five thirty, eight hundred dollars. That's stupid. I hate that people bought it too. It's probably already sold out. Yeah, they're not helping anybody doing that. We can help you get there easier. No, no one wants to get up at five thirty. They don't have to on Friday morning. All right. Actually, get up at like two thirty. Stupid. Whatever. Eight hundred dollars. Get out of here. No. Dude, I I'm fine. So... On, I'm fine on four flights to Lake Tahoe for seven hundred dollars. I found some where you can drive to Chattanooga and fly for like six hundred, or Wait, you can drive Chatt- to, you can drive to Chattanooga and fly there for 600 you can fly to knoxville for 600 so you just i'm, said I'm talking like for, for two people it's like 600 dollars. oh okay okay i was gonna say it's not it's not a non-stop it's got one layover in charlotte 600 bucks at an Knoxville. that's one that's per person but yeah 800 dollars I hate I actually like American Airlines, but I hate them for the sake of this story. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to feed me on that. $800? Good God. I'm sad. And it's a seats. tiny plane. Yeah. That's fun. What do you usually fly, Joe, when you go back home? I'm American, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to let Caleb get his, uh, his heat off. But no, I'm I Ameri- understand. It's- I'm American, too. I'm, I'm American Airlines. It's- a credit card, Joe? No, the rewards. I, yeah, I need to. I need to get on their good side because yeah, they're not. They're not fun. Yeah. <laughs> they one time made me put my my luggage in the bottom of a plane. Like it fit. Like there. you had to do it. No, 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 no. How much was that? Was that Spirit? That's what you got to do. With Spirit. <laughs> it was American. Gotta... It was American Airlines. You know those. You know how the small planes sometimes they'll have you take like your check bags. Yeah. Like at the gate, yeah. they'll put them under, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I gotta catch a flight right after this. Like, it's fine; it'll be fast. I'm like, okay, let's see. It how never far. is either. It never is. It takes like thirty minutes. And I get, I get part of it, but <clears throat> just I want to keep my luggage. Let me keep my luggage. Yeah, Spirit, you gotta hold that stuff on your lap. You don't even have any. Dude, I've flown Spirit one time. That's it. I had a great experience. Did you? Yeah, dude. I've never flown it. I've just, I've just heard. Terrible you, story. You hear all the stuff. Their, their drinks were pretty cheap. They, the flight was smooth. I didn't think it was smaller than any other plane. The seats weren't any smaller. I didn't think. It wasn't that bad. Allegiant. I will never fly Allegiant ever again. And, well, I will, but for the sake of this, I will never fly Allegiant. <laughs> That's like saying you won't drink and then drink it the next week. Oh, for, for yeah, sure. Yeah. That happens every week. 
right, I'm so, gonna go ahead. I've got a bone to pick with Chipotle, and I, I'm I love Chipotle. I'll get behind I, this. <laughs> I know you will. I think everybody will. I got a little too used on campus. There's the Qdoba, and I got my meal swipe. So you know that's a free meal. I've been using them twice a day, I, and they don't care. I'll load up double guac, double steak, double rice, whatever. I get Chipotle, and I, I haven't been in a while, but like I'll go every now and then. I went like a couple days ago ridiculous i mean this girl was like taking 30 seconds to measure out how much rice and she totally jipped me and i'm like can you keep put more rice on she's like attitude and everything i mean like i got like five pieces of steak i got nothing i mean she like actually sprinkled the cheese i'm like just i'm not you work yeah, here it's not your you had the franchise I mean, owner in <laughs> i know there's supply chain shortages but damn i mean you're charging me 15 bucks for that are you kidding me i was i was fired up in the middle of Chipotle is kind of embarrassing. But. She's trying to get you ready for, uh, for for beach season. I know. Yeah, maybe she maybe in the in the grand scheme of things, she's looking out for me. Oh, uh, Chipotle queso, straight butt cheeks. Oh, you said that like you initially said that like it was good. Oh like, no, it's queso. terrible. <laughs> it's awful. You know the cases. That's not. It's you know not even considered queso. Queso is just cheese. I found out. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's like that's it. What do you think it was? It's I, I thought like jalapenos and like in, until this is embarrassing because I'm 27 years old. Until like four months ago, I thought queso was a type of cheese. I didn't realize it was just cheese. I mean, well, yeah, I guess it's it normally probably is a certain. I don't know what kind. No, it's yeah. just it's cheese in Spanish. That's all it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, I knew that. that. That's stupid. Like, why? So here's my here's why I always thought it was a type. It's it's all never see yellow queso except at chipotle ever it's always like that's always called nacho cheese. like that white yeah it's always queso is white i've always seen it. so i just assumed it was a type of cheese i didn't realize it's just cheese well they should i feel like they, they actually they genuinely do like the way it's used like it'll be like oh like this item has like queso cheese it's like why would you not just put like melted cheese or something like i don't know like queso cheese would just it's it would make you think, oh, it's like a type of cheese because it says queso cheese. The cheese cheese. Thank you. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of, a lot not... of people thought I was stupid for that take, Joe. Thank you for bringing it up. some double Thank cheese, you. please. Yeah, like, it is a little repetitive. <laughs> My point. Thank you. All right, I'm done for the night, boys. Thank you. That's all I needed. Some That's all I got, too. I don't have any. Javon Kinlaw, go watch that video. <laughs> I will go watch I'm going to have to watch it. I, I hadn't even that, – that missed my timeline. The uh the Mit- Mitzi, however you say his name, Mincy, yelling at the Vanderbilt, yeah. the Vandy Whistler was was nice. I know we talked about that earlier, so that was yeah. Also, how about it being like a kind of a kind of like like you said, that's not the person you think it is. Yeah, I was like, who's he yelling at? <laughs> like <laughs> the whole time, I was like, dude, this is awesome. He's got the wrong person. Well, then what about that nerd? That he's a scoreboard. Yeah, get yeah. your Abercrombie shirt out of here. <laughs> I just wish he'd called him a nerd right then and there. That would have been fantastic. So, whatever. That's the ultimate burn. Just calling somebody a nerd. <laughs> uh, that's that's it, boys. I love it. Yeah. I'll see you guys on Sunday after an SEC championship game. Assuming absolutely championship. Assuming everything. The weather <laughs> cooperates in some capacity. Guys, thanks for listening, Joe. Great to have you back, my man. That's all we got. We're bringing the boat in. We out.